0: If it bothers you me sitting from me sitting this morning, I don't give a flip-flop. <laughs> I don't feel good, baby. Dizzy. I have gotta find a doctor. I take what, how many pills in the morning, Lynn? Eleven. Eleven pills in the morning and nine pills at night. And I'm telling you, I think they're killing me with the daggone prescriptions. Every time I go there, he reaches for that prescription pad and uh, I gotta find some doctor or some hospital that can say, here's what you need to take and get off some of that stuff. So if y'all got some suggestions, please send those to BR549. Uh, You know, one of my, there's a lot of movies that you have a favorite scene to. Now I'm gonna show, throw one out here, and I bet you, now I know Bernie and and Rita know this, and maybe a few others. How many remember the movie, Billy Jack, and that scene where that uh, guy, they're out there in the park, and that guy had all this buddies around, and I love the comment where Billy Jack says, I'm gonna take this foot and I'm gonna put it on that side of your head and there ain't nothing you can do about it. That guy goes, oh really? Then all of a sudden, boom. How many remember that? (laughs) Golly, you are old. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love the movie, True Grit. One of my favorite scenes in that is, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the, the the three or four brothers that were there, led by, oh goodness gracious, I don't know what his name is, excuse me. And then you had John Wing on the other side of the field. And he said, uh, either lay down your guns or I'm going to kill you all today. And here here's that, the thing that, um, oh goodness, what's I don't his know, name? The He's much, of I don't Love. Robert Duvall. Duvall yeah. Robert Duvall, thank you. My picture I'm, I'm of him. And what, what Robert Duvall said, I can relate to, because Robert Duvall said, that's big talk for a one-eyed fat man. <laughs> and when I saw that, I said, John, you know it all, it's one-eyed fat men. <laughs> and he said, fill your hands, you child of the female God. <laughs> and buddy, he came through there like white on rice, didn't he? And there certain scenes that you just love that's definitive? I know at the Last Supper, Jesus was very much God, he very much man. And he looked at Judas Scary and said, what thou doest, do quickly. I mean, knowing what was going to happen. And Back uh, in April of 1999, uh, a young girl at Columbine High School, Cassie Barnell, when she was confronted with these killers. And they asked her, are you a Christian? And she said, yes. And died as a result of it. There are major scenes where if you look up the term, Linda, copy this for me. The name of the movie, True Grit. I know a lot of people wonder, what does that, that mean? It's a term that's been around for all the way back to Aristotle. Let me share with you what True Grit is. In psychology, grit is a positive, non-cognitive trait based on an individual's perseverance of effort combined with... What (laughs) am I doing? So you can read that without having to hold your microphone. That's a big talk for one of them. (laughs) Okay, hold on. I I keep reading this while you you do that. Particular long-term goal or end state a powerful motivation to achieve an objective. This perseverance of effort promotes the overcoming of obstacles or challenges that lie on the path to accomplishment and serves as a driving force in achievement realization. Distinct but commonly associated concepts within the field of psychology include perseverance, hardiness, resilience, ambition, need for achievement, conscientiousness, These constructs can be conceptualized as individual differences related to the accomplishment of work rather than talent or ability and it goes on and on. So in the movie with John Wayne where um, the little girl said that I need a man with true grit. Uh, What she was saying is I need somebody that I can count on. Somebody who's a true man. Somebody who will stand up for what's right somebody who will make the hard decisions in the scariest of times and folks right now that's we christians this is the scariest of times there's things going on that's absolutely amazing god's word tells us in micah chapter 6 verse 8 i'm not going to ask you to turn around it's one of them little books in the minor prophets that's hard to find but some of you who know where all the books of bible are can turn to it just like that i'm sure but in micah 6 8 god's word says He has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. May God bless that reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Let's have a moment's word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your holy presence. Thank you again for this day. Thank you for the privilege of being here in the house of God. And please, open our hearts and minds to be receptive to the Holy Word. For it's in Jesus' precious name, we ask these things. And all of God's children said, Amen. 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 <laughs> uh, don't stay there. I've been I have to stay in the I don't think i fits, man. There, All right. You got your Bibles, with you turn to Ephesians chapter 5? Ephesians chapter 5 in the young family crest, in fact i've got it right here on my arm it says in latin robar prudentia praestat and what robar prudentia praestat means is prudence excels strength prudence like true grit is wisdom is carrying out wisdom is seeking wisdom if you remember solomon Was offered by the Lord. Just ask anything that you want. And you can have it. you remember what he asked for? Wisdom. And because he asked for wisdom. To be able to rule God's people. God said I'm going to bless you over and above. Because you asked wisely. To ask for wisdom. And this day and time. It amazes me. When you turn on the news. And you see people that just like Isaiah 5 20 tells us there's going to be a time when people will call good evil and will call evil good and you watch what these people are wanting done you look at the the, the platforms that people on the left are voting for to not only to kill unborn babies but to even kill them a the day after they're born you, you see all and not everything that could destroy the United States, everything that's contrary to the teaching of God and boldly professing these things. And you look at them like, what is wrong with you? How could you possibly even consider such a thing? In Ephesians chapter 5, starting verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein success, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. What God's word tells us right here we are to walk circumspectly. I remember, maybe this is conducive to everybody, but I remember when I was about 10, 11 years old, I guess 10, I was outside playing, and uh, there was like this dirt pile. And I had this box of army men and Jeeps and all that. You know, remember before uh, toys got to be electronic and everything, you'd have a bag of army men and it had the plastic Jeeps on And I was out there, I was playing, I had put my so many soldiers over here and there and the tanks and all that, and I was playing. All of a sudden, it just come to me. You're 10 years old, should you still be doing this? And it, it's not, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but there come a point in my life where I'm thinking, how should I conduct myself? How should I act at this age? And whether you realize it, everybody does that to a certain extent. When you get become a freshman in high school, it's just like God's Word says in First Corinthians thirteen. When I was a child, I was a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. We may wonder how are we supposed to act as a Christian? How are we to conduct ourselves? It's one thing to give lip service about how you conduct yourself, but how do you conduct yourself? Do you work, walk circumspectly? In other words, with prudence, with with strength, with true grit, as a man and woman of God should walk and conduct themselves. God's word tells us, I've quoted in Micah chapter six, verse eight: "He has showed thee, O man, what is good." And so, when you watch what's going on in news today, you think. Do these people not know the difference between right and wrong and what's good and what's evil? There's such a thing that's called natural law. And it goes all the way back to Plato and Aristotle and Socrates that even in their concept there is a spark of the divine whatever your belief is. There is a spark of the divine in every human being. I like how C.S. Lewis put it. He said, It doesn't matter where you go in the world or what civilization or tribe you visit. Even if they've never been in contact with any other tribes or people, everybody has a concept of what is right and what is wrong. What is acceptable and what is not acceptable. So how can that be when every human being has this spark of what's right and what's wrong? That's called the natural law. Our Declaration of Independence is based on it. Our Constitution is based on it. We have certain inalienable rights given by God. Those things that all people know what is right and what is wrong. The Bill of Rights, the Magna Carta, all these things were based on everybody has a concept of what is the right thing to do, and what is the wrong thing to do, up until today, it seems like. I'm thinking, how could these young people, these idiots, be out here kind of chanting the things they're chanting, believing the thing they're believing? Totally disregarding the Bible. The other day I was watching a TV show, it cracks me up. And I sometimes have to cut it off because it gets pretty rough. But it's uh, it's called ridiculousness. That's the funniest thing I ever seen in my life. And I don't feel smart for these people. They're idiots. Some of the things it's like hand the camera on steroids. It's 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 absolutely, you know, you see some idiot coming down the hill flying on a tricycle. And goes to jump and nothing and he hits ground and flops like a right body. <laughs> you idiot, you deserve that. You know, good, let's see another idiot do that, you know? And so I'm watching this. Well, all of a sudden a commercial comes on about it tonight the live VMA awards come out. Well, they were showing last year's VMAs. And I'm telling you, just hit mute and watch that. It's scary. You, it, it looks like Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm serious. It looks like Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you hit unmute, you'll hear the lyrics and such that is the most ungodly thing you've ever heard in your life. Is it any wonder, I think it's any wonder these kids act like they're doing today. They have a steady uh, diet of ungodliness. They don't know how to act, don't know how to conduct themselves. It is not just them. It's liberals from liberal arts colleges that have been brainwashed to lead them to this, this Sodom and Gomorrah attitude this day and time. And the parents. I look at all these kids out there running. They're kids, most of them are maybe college and high school kids out there burning and, and beating people and just ignorant of what they're even standing, trying to stand up for. I'm, I'm sick of watching people who, I, I mean, I don't want to see anybody killed, but you, you see a guy who has a, uh, a, a arrest warrant for sexual assault. They went there to arrest him for another thing. They told him to stop. They tased him, and he would not That's it. they didn't help. He goes to the car, and he pulls out a knife, and he gets shot, and everybody blames the guy's son. was like, what do you expect when, when the police says, stop, what do you do? That's normal thinking. This world's gone crazy. It's crazy. It's when we think evil is good and good is evil. So what happened to this divine spark that everybody knows? In fact, God's Word even tells us in Romans chapter 2, verse 14. When the Gentiles do by nature the things contained in the law, having not the law, they become a law unto themselves. In other words, what God's Word is saying, everybody knows right from wrong. Even if you don't go to church, even if you've never studied the Bible, even if you've got ungodly parents, everybody has a concept of what's right and wrong. Even if somebody goes out here and commits murder and they plead the, 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 the cause of insanity, 99% of the time that's bull crap. Why? How do I know that? Because they tried to hide what they did. You don't try to hide what you did if you don't know what you're doing. They knew it was wrong in what they did. And how they can still plead the insanity. You know, I can plead hyper-anger. <laughs> but to plead insanity, no, you knew what you were doing was wrong. Everybody has that concept of what's right and wrong. We look at our society today. We have to come to the conclusion of what Romans chapter 12 that the devil himself Knowing, seeing at the end of time that his days are few, has poured out his wrath upon all mankind. People better realize, I think of this. What country in the world sends forth more Christian missionaries than anybody else? United States. What, what country in the world has uh, more mission boards and, 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 and Christian attitudes and such than any other country in the United States? The United States used to be, believe it or not, South Korea. They used to send missionaries. The United States. I don't know if it's still that way or not. If you were the devil and it's the last days, you could look. You can, the devil has enough sense to look around and realize it's just about over. What would you want to pour out your wrath and attack on? What God's Word says. The devil wants to destroy the United States of America and make religion, not just Christianity but religion illegal. And so he's pouring out his attitude on these anarchists, these these followers of Antifa, these liberal politicians to destroy everything that this nation was founded upon to Judeo-Christian biblical principles. That's why when you watch this on the news and you hear what's being said, and you watch the liberal politicians you think, "You're a liar. It's obvious." And you think, "How can people be out there listening to this and even think it's it's right? How ignorant would you have to be?" As people just shut off in their mind that divine spark to know what's right and wrong, or do they have a desire for that which is wrong so bad that they willfully deny that spark of truth, the natural law? Who has showed thee, O oh man, what is good? First John chapter 4, verse 1 says, Try the spirit to see whether they be of God. God will show anybody, saved or unsaved, if something is right or wrong or good or evil. God's word tells us that. We don't see that in the way society is conducting itself. Statistics on racism this day and time don't add up to what you're hearing on the news. It don't add up. There's many white people getting killed by cops as there are black people, but you don't hear that on the news. Now, I know that I'm I'm not ignorant. I I believe there is some racism, but there's always going to be some racism. I remember when I was in college, one of the students, he was uh, Italian. And uh, he thought Italians were the smartest people, the best people and all that. I said, well, let me ask you something. If you had a construction company and you had two people who come to get a job, say one was Italian, one was Irish. But the one who was Irish had been a pipe fitter, and been construction worker and all that, had all this experience. And the Italian had been a bag boy at a grocery store. Which one would you hire? He said, the bag boy. I said, why? Because he's Italian. So there's always going to be some type of racism. There's always going to be blacks who hate whitey. There's going to be whitey who hate blacks. But is there a systemic racism in this nation? Like we voted for a black president, or we did, but the nation elected a black president twice. There's no indication of that. But are there people who hate blacks? Yes. And we need to confront any racism. I don't care if it's between uh, Native Americans and the Irish people or the German people. God's Word tells in Acts 17 that He decided where all of us would live uh, geographically and in what time period. And you all heard the expression is wore out, but it's true. Each one of us are cut. We bleed the same color. We bleed the same color. Until this nation wakes up and realize what the heck's going on and realize what God's Word says the devil is trying to destroy you, destroy this nation. God's Word says the devil, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The only salvation this nation is going to have if God's people which are called by His name, shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek His face. Then He will hear our cries and heal our land. He promises that. But I'll tell you what. There's too many mealy mouth preachers who won't tell you the things you're hearing this morning. They won't quote the Word of God. Don't believe the Word of God from kibber to kibber. They believe what parts they want to believe. It just absolutely infuriates me. Let me tell you something. I'm not trying to put roses on my shoulder, but uh, ministers such as myself and Matt, who preach the uncompromised word of God, whether it is denominationally acceptable or not, are very few and far between this day and time. I had a preacher come up to me one time in the large church. He said, I wish I could preach and say the things you said. But he said, if I did, they would kick me out of the pulpit. I said, well, I'd rather be kicked out of the pulpit and start a church where people want to hear the word than to go along with half the truths. This country had to wake up and realize the devil is trying to destroy this nation. Why? Because the Christians that are in this nation, because of the missionaries that go out from this nation, because of the Bible colleges and seminaries that are in this nation. If you were the devil going to attack a nation, just like Persia, remember it, Daniel? There, we're, God's word gives us the insight. There were demonic entities who were fighting over the country of Persia. Do you know what the Persia is known as today? Anyone know? Iran. Iran. There is a demon over Iran. God's word tells us that. And he sent forth an archangel to do battle with that demonic entity. And to get a message to Daniel. So when we see God's Word tells us there are demonic entities over countries who are fighting to control the minds and hearts and spirits of the countries. So look around. Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. What's going on when you see the chaos, the rioting and such going on? realize they are palms of the devil himself and don't even know it. They're burning. They're destructing. They're negative. The antithesis of everything is preaching. It's like Martin Luther King, Jr. He protested and rightly so and left protests, but he wanted to do it biblically, not violently. And uh, what was the other day? It was the day before yesterday was the uh, I forget what year celebration of the March on Washington when he gave that That speech that he dreamed of a time when people would be judged by their actions and not the color of their skin, by the content of their heart and not the color of their skin. I don't know about you, but I have dealt with people around most of the world. I don't give a flip-flop what color you are. You treat me like a man, I'll treat you like a man. You treat me with respect, I'll treat you with respect. And if either of us don't treat each other with respect, go away from them shake the dust off of you it don't matter what color you are as long as you're my color no i'm teasing. that's what a lot that's what a lot of people think that's what a lot of people believe just like my buddy in college that's ridiculous i know i refer to to being at at oxford a lot but there was so much going on on there there were there were some afro-americans well, I don't even know if they're American, but anyway, of Afro descent, let's so, remember some of the most brilliant minds. I mean, look at Ben Carson. That man—he's man, brilliant, brilliant. He advocates working hard and doing good. You got some some blacks who reparation. There's a woman on TV the other day said, "Well, all this burning and looting—that's just reparations that we're owed. Owed? I didn't own. you. I didn't have a. You weren't my slave." I don't owe you nothing. It's just insanity. It's insanity. So where does that come from? Who? God's word says the devil is the author of confusion. We better wake up people and tell the world, look, this, this is devil, according to Revelation 12. This is Satan is pouring out his wrath because he knows the sands in the hourglass are just about ran. Who has showed thee, O man, what is good? What does the Lord require of you? But to do justly. What is just? Matthew 22, 37 to 40. What's the greatest commandment, Jesus? Jesus said, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and being. This is the first great commandment. The second is like to do it. To love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments you can hang all the law of the prophets. Isn't that something? you got some churches that say men got long hair, they're going to hell. Men got tattoos or women got tattoos, they're going to hell. They're just Jezebels. Oh, I never forget. Guy got go on the radio. I did know this story. Uh, what was his name? Mark. Uh, it, you... Jamie, Mark, uh, Roberts. Mark Roberts came to the house when I lived over in England. What basis did he knock on the door? I said, What? He said, There's a preacher on the radio talking about you. I said, Really? How do you know? He said, Well, because he's talking about this Harley Riding preacher in Boone's Creek. I of figured it. So I called, I know this preacher a week before I bought you a car off of him. And a week before, when I bought Handy Mac Greenback, so he pat me on the back and said, "Brother, keep up the good work you're doing." So I called him. He was still at the radio station. I called him. I said, "Hey, what's this you talking about me on?" Oh, I'm talking about you, Ed. I said, "Name one other preacher that has long hair, rides a Harley, lives in Boone Creek." He didn't say nothing. I said, "I was a good old boy last week when you was taking money out of my hand, wasn't you?" I said, uh, God help you. You're a hypocrite. Tell you what, the world's full of hypocrites and liars and people who put on the show. Like my dad always used to say, it's not how high you jump in the church, it's how you walk when you go out the door. Walk circumspectly. Do that which is just. Do justice. Justice. Matthew 6, 14 tells us, Forgive other people of their sins if you want to be forgiven, but if you do not forgive others, you will not be forgiven. That's justice. The golden rule, do unto others as you would want Have them do unto you. That's justice. We're seeing justice in this nation? No. We're seeing baby killers. We're seeing all kinds of ungodliness and wickedness, promiscuity and everything that deeper than the heart of anybody unless their conscience is seared with a hot iron would know what is right and what is wrong. Some people get excited to do that which is wrong. I'd rather deny myself and to have the love and the peace of God than to yield to carnal temptations and live and walk in it. Cloud of guilt, remorse, and regret. Sin isn't worth the price tag, people. It's just not worth the price tag. It costs too much. It eats your soul. How are we supposed to walk? Who has showed the old man what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love mercy, to love mercy. I got so mad at myself the other day I was crying. Oh, it's five minutes now. So I thought she was waiting at me. <laughs> I got so mad at myself, and I begged God to forgive me. She's "Stupid! I do some of the stupidest stuff, but I know when I do wrong." I was. Uh, I went down to the camp where I got down there at uh, Sevierville, and uh, got my motorcycle down there. One, one with a little sidecar, and I was coming up. I was, and this guy had his blink on. I thought, well, I'll be buying cigarettes. He didn't want to wait. He come on over, and then decided, oh, I got right in front of you. He jerked it back over, and I went up to his window and I said, "You idiot!" <laughs> and it had to be a black guy. <laughs> so i, I So what bothered me is he's probably thinking I called him an idiot because he's black. I called him an idiot because he, he drives like an idiot. Had nothing to do with the color of his skin. But I felt really bad because I thought that's what he thinks. And that had nothing to do with it. See, I know right from wrong. And I hate it when I do wrong. I feel with remorse and regret when I do wrong. I hate it. And I tell the Lord all the time, Lord, I just want to be what you want me to be. I want to do what you want me to do. And I'm sorry that I screw up all the time. You think by this time at this age I would have it down, and I promise you, remember, the older I get, it seems like the temptation gets worse, and I screw up as much as I ever did. Just. You should stay off Facebook. I don't get on Facebook. Yeah. I don't. Come Matt said, "Dad, if you were on Facebook, your head would blow up." <laughs> now, I know me. I don't. I do not do Facebook. He said you'd be in real trouble if you were on Facebook, <laughs> and so I just don't do it. In fact, I told Matt and Linda, don't tell me what all that crap is on there. unless it's something I really need to know. It's like somebody told me, your sister, oh, you ain't going to believe what she, not this sister. Not, it's not this sister. It's not Donna. So you won't believe what she put on here the other day. And so when you all ask me this stuff, I can't help what my sister does. And what she believes. But I'm telling you, everybody, I don't care, you don't get to heaven because you're related to somebody. You don't get to heaven because, well, mommy and daddy built the church. We must all stand before God and give an account of the things done in the flesh. Every one of us. What does the Lord desire of you, require of you? To do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God to walk humbly with thy God. You know, humility is not an easy thing. According to James chapter 4, verse 6, God's Word says, He resists the proud, but He draws nigh to the humble. Humility. You think, oh, so-and-so is a humble person. If you're true with yourself, if you really know yourself, most of the time you're not as humble as you think you are. And there's many ways that you can prove that. Let me show you one way. If anybody that you don't like, or anybody that you uh, consider your enemy, if at any time you wish bad to happen to them, you have coveted. Everybody here is guilty you. that. And you know it. Matt sent me something the other day that is so true. He said, I never wish death on my enemies. He said, but I do hope they have a severe case of diarrhea and stuff in traffic. <laughs> and sneezing. <laughs> sorry, I said, I could go with that. <laughs> I've been in that situation. <laughs> That is as 18 double hockey sticks on earth. Beads of sweat. Uh, I wouldn't tell y'all the story about that, but I'm here. We don't want to know. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. I, I, let me say this much. If you like sugar-free candy, and you're on a motorcycle, and you stop at a store and eat half a bag of it, This eye is paralyzed, ready to be crossed. It's 12 o'clock. Huh? 12 o'clock. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Folks, look at this country and realize what's going on. Realize that Satan is behind all this. Satan is behind all this. We've got to pray for this nation. We've got to pray for our president like never before. We've got to encourage people that vote for him to get out and vote. You don't want socialism. You don't want the borders tore down. You don't want babies killed the day after they're born. You don't want any of these things. The president we have now, and you think this is a platform, I, I don't care what you think. He has done more for the Christian church than any president we have. Do you realize when he got involved office, one of the first things he did? It was illegal for me to stand up here and say anything against a political party and he dropped that law Johnson they incorporated that President Johnson and he removed that so the preacher can stand in the pulpit and say what they really think he's done more for the church he, he's done more for the black man than any president we've ever had is he a sweetheart no he can be a real pain in the butt his language but I didn't vote for a preacher or a pope or a bishop to be president I voted for a man that at least was closest to the principles that I believe which is the Bible and so we've got to pray for our nation. We've got to pray for ourselves. And we've got to pray, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your presence. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the love of God to shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the revelation of the knowledge of you. Father, I pray. And if anyone here today does not know you as the Lord and Savior of their life, that they'll pray this prayer I'm about to pray. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I receive you as my Lord and my God and my personal Savior. Holy Spirit, please fill me to overflowing. And thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, please come to the front of the church and acknowledge. that song, Just As I Am. is a, a true hymn. Every day He accepts us just as we are. And one thing, that's the hardest thing in the world to get deep down in our hearts and soul is the fact that God loves us. No matter what you've done, He loves you. Unconditional love. And if we can grasp that. I think we've As God's Word said in Ephesians 5, we walk more circumspectly. Let's stand for you, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your presence. Father, help this nation. Let us turn back. Let people turn back to the Word (laughs) of God. Father God, please be with our president. Give him grace to continue going forward and stand for Christian principles And father Let us each one realize we have a a Commandment an instruction to pray for our nation's leaders Let us do that But let us each one pray to the revelation knowledge that we are adopted, whereby we may cry, Abba, Father. God is now in our going out and coming in and brings back safely to the point of time. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen.